The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. This week's episode is dedicated to grace. The title of the episode is Meeting Challenge with Creativity. Welcome to my interview with the fabulous and illustrious Vanessa Ford. You may not realize the signs. One day you feel whole, purposeful, and full of energy. The next day you feel just out of sorts. Though nothing has changed in your outside world, something inside feels off balance. You work out religiously but the slice of pizza you only looked at the night before and you didn't even eat somehow seemed to have found its way onto your scale. Your skin is drier. The gray hair seemed to have appeared overnight. You love life, yet your energy levels wax and wane. Should you give away those fabulous clothes in your closet that no longer fit, or do you hold on to them thinking that more exercise and a stricter diet will help you to wear them again with confidence? You love your partner, yet sometimes you think of the unspeakable. You're hot and sweating at 3 p.m., then cold and reaching for a cashmere pashmina the next. Whatever this is, it's temporary. Maybe it's even normal. Maybe it doesn't even have to be this way. Vanessa is the co-founder of Menno Labs, a company focused on women's issues during perimenopause and menopause. She and her friend of 20 years, Danielle Jacobs, created Menno Labs to address what they see as a glaring need in every woman's life. Vanessa Ford was prompted to action when at 44, she began her own transition into menopause. Unsatisfied with the lack of support that women experience during this stage of life and finding the stereotypes of women in midlife exasperating and insulting, she met the challenges of this stage of a woman's life with creativity and with fierceness. Named a top 10 finalist in the Cartier Women's Initiative, who doesn't love Cartier? Vanessa believes that for-profits can change the world and make a difference in people's lives with the same passion for mission used by nonprofits. And in fact, they probably should do so if they're willing to truly be successful. She is herself successful on a mission to make life better for others and doing it all with authenticity and flair. She joins me today via StreamYard to discuss transitioning with grace and of course, fabulousness. Welcome, Vanessa. Congratulations on all of your success. And thank you for becoming a beautiful member of the Forever Fab community. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I don't know if I should call you Dr. Shirley, Dr. Medeer. I really want to call you Dr. Medeer, but everyone seems to call you Dr. Shirley. <laughs> it's 
sort of the compromise like, Dr. Madeira sounds so like formal and rigid. And I know that's like what's on my diplomas and everything. But I figure if I combine the doctor, the title with my first name, it makes it a little bit more approachable. And right. So Dr. Shirley's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I will Listen. call you Dr. Shirley, but you know, right. the academic in me um, just sort of bristles at it. <laughs> I know. I could I imagine. Know why. You know, What's it's it? very funny when, when we are taught structures yes. and then we purposefully try to break those structures, right? It yeah. can feel, it can feel like we're doing something uh, inappropriate. Yes. Um, but I think breaking down structures is so important for a lot of different reasons. So Congratulations for going with Dr. Shirley. I totally get it, even though I feel weird about it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I mean, listen, if not for breaking down structures, you know, where would we be, especially women, right? Exactly. Yes. Hallelujah. Say it again. Hallelujah. I, I, I wish I could remember what I just said, but <laughs> I do remember actually. Were it not for breaking down structures, where would we be as women? And you are definitely a disruptor, a leader, and an innovator. So let's get into that. Okay. Well, you know, I love to talk about it. So, okay. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> awesome. So what did your mother teach you about the change? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I love my mother, but she had, she had a hysterectomy when she was in her, you know, mid to late thirties, uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, and you know, she went into menopause, because she, it was surgically induced, but right. we never talked about it. She didn't say anything. She just said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have any periods. Woohoo. Right. Yeah. And that was it. That's all I got. And I was also very close with my grandmother who I lost last year. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and she never said anything either, but mm. I do remember my mother saying that, you know, she always felt as a teenager like she was doing something wrong because her mom was always angry and distressed. And, oh. and you know what? In retrospect, we all looked back on it and went, oh, it was menopause. Mm. But we didn't talk about it right back then. Yeah. And, uh, and it made a difference in their relationship uh, and a negative difference for a long time. So, yeah. you know, it, that is not the only reason I started this company, but in retrospect, it is something that women really need to be on top of communicating with our children about what's happening to us and our partners so that they don't think that, you know, this is, this is, you know, their wife or their mom completely losing her, her mind and, and not loving them anymore. Right. Yeah. Let's speak to that because, um, listen, we, we all know the changes that occur at a certain stage of a woman's life. I mean, these changes are natural. They're part of an evolutionary process, but it isn't. Those changes are impactful and they can definitely affect relationships and, and, and just our sense of well-being. So what are some of the negative comments that you heard about perimenopause and, and menopause in general? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them. Um, I hear from women all the time about how what they're experiencing is putting their is making their work life suffer, right? It's putting their career trajectory in jeopardy. It's impacting their relationships in negative ways. They feel like they don't have control of their bodies because they've got the hot flashes and, you know, the weight gain. Even, even increased allergies can be a thing when you are in perimenopause and menopause, oddly enough. Um, and they tell me that they feel like they don't have control of their 
mind, right? Mm. The brain fog kicks in. They don't remember what name they were supposed to call someone or what word is supposed to be appropriate in this sentence or the slide that's coming up next in their presentation for work, right? Because their brains just seem to be sort of scattered and all over the place. And that's very typical, but not something that we talk about. And right. so women feel like they're, you know, they're at a loss. They have no rudder when it comes to navigating all of these impacts that happen in every aspect of their life. Right. And by the way, that happens for men also. It happens to be called andropause, mm -hmm. but you know, nobody talks about that. And of course, everything is just fine. It's just that they're in a bad mood for a month. You know, <laughs> they made a bad business decision and the deal blew up. <laughs> oh, well, there'll be another deal. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think we, we especially for women in midlife, you know, when a woman is done with her reproductive years, we just tend to put her on the shelf. Yeah. Right. Um, and especially in the medical community, especially when it comes to research around women's needs after their reproductive years are, are starting to, you know, I, basically I tell women, if, if you went to a doctor and you were pregnant today and they would classify your pregnancy as, as a, uh, Oh no, what's the word now? It's totally <laughs> escaped me. Um, as a geriatric pregnancy, then you need to start thinking about perimenopause and menopause, <laughs> right? right? And that's when that's when the research into what women need, um, aside from reproductive issues, yeah. is is lacking. Uh, and so that's one of the things that Danielle and I decided when we started this company that we were really going to focus on was how are we going to not just change the the treatment options from an from a natural perspective, which we do, yes. uh, and the education that women get around this topic, which we do, but how can we fundamentally change the way research is done so that women get the help they need now? Yeah. Because you know what, I was I, I was not willing to suffer, and when yeah. I was forty four, I'm going to be fifty next year. When I was forty four, I was suffering. Mm. And it wasn't fun. And I don't suffer anymore because I have the research and the knowledge and, and the products to assist me. Right. So that is definitely one of the um, things that motivated you and Danielle to start this, to start this company to address, you know, issues of women at a certain stage and even the women who were not yet at that stage, but to just sort of let us know what may be coming. But you have a very interesting approach. It's like a three-pronged approach to your philosophy and to your mission. Describe that for me. Right. Well, I really appreciate you bringing up the fact that we're a mission-driven company um, in, in the intro, because I feel like if you're a business owner and and you don't have a mission that drives what you do, you're not ultimately going to do the right thing for your customer. Mm. Right. And, and I am our customer, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yes. You know, when I was, when I was 44, I had a three week period wow. and it was miserable and I didn't know what was going on. I thought I had cancer. My doctor wow. said, no, you're 44. This is perimenopause. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. You know, she had to really help me, put me on the research path, um, which ultimately led to this company. Um, but I didn't know what it was. And I was miserable. And when I finally had this conversation with my doctor and, and she, you know, put me in the right direction, Danielle and I got together and I was telling her, you know, I'm going through this stuff and I think I have a, I think I found a solution 
There's a researcher at the University of Arizona who's found these interesting uh, connections with probiotics and gut mm -hmm. health yes. for women in midlife. And and I think I think there's something here that's like a viable business. Now, I'm not a businesswoman. Danielle is the businesswoman in this relationship. <laughs> right? She and she's been a businesswoman with Fortune 500 companies, right? She knows what she's doing. Yes. Uh, and I said, well, "Do you think there's something here?" And she said, "Absolutely, there's something here." And I said, "You know, I want us to I want us to have a mission not just to sell products, but to to fundamentally change a couple of really broken things in our society. And she said, let's do it. Yeah. Now that's a mission, right? Yeah. And I really, I really appreciate that about her, her can do attitude, um, her ability to tackle projects and, and issues when they come up, you know, and just this kind of really, uh, inspiring way. I, I, I just love her. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. That's wonderful. I mean, based on what you just said, you, you make it sound as if, you know, menopause can actually be sexy. The stage of life can be sexy. Okay. I'm here to tell you that absolutely it can be. So yeah. I have one child. She's, she's, she's grown now. She's going to be 25 next year. Kudos. And, uh, you know, we're, so my husband and I are empty nesters. We've been married for 30 years Yes, or together for 30 years, married for, I think coming up on 26 and congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> And but here's the thing: when I was 40, um, I started having this what I call menopause rage, right? This complete irrational anger at things that totally feels justified in the moment, right? You absolutely <laughs> feel like he should have put his dirty clothes in the hamper instead of on the floor next to the hamper. <laughs> and the sky is blue, damn it! <laughs> the sky is blue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But when I realized, looking back, um, you know, after I had this eye-opening conversation with my doctor, I was like, oh, wow, that is what is happening. It is like a menopause rage thing. It is, it's not that I don't love my husband anymore, right? And he thought that I didn't love him anymore. Wow. And that, that's what I'm saying when you're going through this. If you can be honest with your partner and your children and your coworkers and your boss and whoever else it affects, right? Yeah. Um, if you can just give them a heads up about what's going on with you and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I, I imagine that it does. I mean, because I think for the longest time, for decades, I mean, I, listen, I went to medical school and I learned about the reproductive system. I learned about women's health, but I still feel to this day that what I learned was just not the whole thing. It just wasn't the whole story. There's so much more and there's so much that we don't know that we have yet to put together. I mean, you mentioned probiotics and the whole management of the microbiome and that community of microorganisms that really probably are a lot more in control than we know. Yes, exactly. And there's a lot we don't know there, right? The human genome wasn't even um, wasn't even completely decoded until recently. The National Institute of Health didn't consider menopause as a subject worthy of funding until 2016. That was five years five ago. Five years ago. Right? There's so much we don't know and so much research we need to do. Uh, in terms of menopause, in terms of probiotics, in terms of a, a whole host of things that are related to women's health in midlife and beyond. Um, and if we can, just as women start fighting for that to be included and to be something that people take seriously, researchers take seriously, 
you know, we've got to, we've got to advocate for ourselves. We yeah. just have to. Now, it's very interesting that you and I are having this conversation today about the end of a uh, women's reproductive uh, cycle and uh, abilities and, and yet what Texas just did. Oh, I know. Girl, okay, we're not, that's a completely separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. And that is hotter than hot flashes, so we're not going to go there today. <laughs> but uh, let me get back to the original question. So mentioning that uh, there's so much we don't know and so much research to be done and that I went to medical school and feel as if, yes, I learned something, but just not everything. Um, so I do think medical education um, and the research um, sector is lacking in a way uh, in understanding or at least wanting to understand women's health and well-being. So now that we've made some headway over the past several years, do you think there is enough motivation or incentive translation dollars in the um, research, right, of into women's health and well-being yeah. to motivate these companies to get it done? I absolutely do. And here's the reason I say that. Um, so HRT is a $25 million industry. Yeah, right? hormonal replacement Just therapy. Hormonal replacement yes. therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that is typically what doctors tell women they need when they get to this stage of their lives. Oh, you need HRT and antidepressants. That's what they know to prescribe. Right. Um, but I think that Larger companies are starting to realize that menopause is a thing that's going to affect <laughs> them. And here's why. Uh, you know, the millennials are turning 40. That's what? the large. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that make you feel freaking old? <laughs> <laughs> Where does the time go? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so you have the largest generation of people ever born on the planet entering the perimenopausal phase mm. this decade. It is about to become a conversation that completely blows up as women in that age group start to understand what's going on to them and they have the ability to get onto social media and talk about it, right? Yeah. And it is an open forum discussion. Uh, so that's the first thing. The other thing is women are the largest growing segment of the workforce. And if you cannot address their health needs right now, it's an economic issue. It's a macroeconomic issue. And, and I think companies are starting to see that. Uh, there's a lot of traction in the menopause space. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I really do. You now, too. Yeah. And I'm so happy that we are making some headway. Now, we talked about the microbiome. We talked about gut health. Now, what do you think the role of nutrition is in managing the, either the onset or the symptoms of peri and menopause? And how did you incorporate that information and that knowledge into your formulations? Well, so I am not a, uh, I'm not a product researcher, right? I'm not a doctor, um, but I found a doctor who is. Yes. <laughs> His name is Dr. John Camilus. He's out of the University of Arizona, and he's been doing research into women's midlife health for 30 years. Good for him. Right? I know. He, he studied with a woman who really opened his eyes to what it was about mm. 35 years ago. So kudos to her. Right. Uh, and he found a correlation between um, probiotics and women's midlife health. And he's done a lot of different studies around stress and the onset of menopause and just a whole bunch of other things. He's done some work around women's heart health. That's really fascinating. So Anyway, he found this connection between women's health um, 
estrogen deconjugation, which is a woman's ability to sort of, I'm going to break it down into super, super basic scientific terms, but Dr. You want to jump in, you feel (laughs) (laughs) so essentially a woman can recycle or reuse the estrogen in her body, right? Right. That's right. Uh, Now, probiotics, what they'll do if you have the right probiotics in your gut, they will help assist that process so that so that that fat doesn't get or that um, estrogen Estrogen. doesn't get passed out into your feces or your urine as a waste product or stored in your fat cells, which is the other way that your body, you know, tries to hold on to estrogen because it it knows it needs it, right? It's responsible for regulating pretty much every system in a female body. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's really cool. I'm very excited about that because if you're, if you can teach your body or give your body the proper nutrients to say, Oh, this estrogen molecule compound thing, I'm not going to throw it away. It isn't, you know, a waste, a waste uh, byproduct. It's actually something that I can recycle and reuse and it'll make me feel better. (laughs) And it does make you feel better. I am living proof. Uh, But we also put into our formula, you know, you can, you can buy probiotics off the shelf. You can buy phytoestrogens off the shelf and you can get vitamins and minerals. But what I was trying to do when I realized this was my, my issue, perimenopause, uh, I was trying to put together these probiotics, like four or five of them, as well as some phytoestrogens that I Mm -hmm. thought might be helpful when I did all this research and some vitamins and some minerals. And I was like taking 30 different pills a day. And that was not sustainable and not okay with me. And that's what I approached Danielle with was, do you think we can put all of this stuff into one pill? And that's what we did. We put phytoestrogens that help you you know, kind of balance out your estrogen fluctuations right away in seven to 10 days. Uh, And then the probiotics as well as some prebiotics as well in that, in that formula. Uh, We, we put them all into this one pill with some vitamin B and some vitamin K and, you know, all the things that women tend to be lacking in. We decided to just put it on the pill that we did. And that's not an easy thing to do. Let me tell you. (laughs) No, I know it is not because believe me, I have thought so many times when I take out my, my huge pill box, you know, with the, with the, with the five rows of five, whatever. I'm like, Oh my God, I actually, I have to, had to divide it into three stages, stage one after breakfast, you know, 10 pills, stage two after lunch, you know, another 10 pills. And Oh my gosh, stage three, uh, another 10 pills, not right before bed, but right after dinner so that I don't wake up in the middle of the night to use the lube from drinking all that water. Right. So that is. (laughs) <laughs> that is quite the accomplishment. So it sounds as if, based on your research and, and the products you have formulated, that the uncomfortable symptoms of perimenopause and menopause can, dare I say, be prevented altogether. Do you yes, agree with they, that? Yes, I do agree with that statement. Um, we actually just got the results of our first clinical study back on our products. Uh, and our customers report up to 92% reduction in hot flashes. Wow. I know, uh, 71% increased mood. So uh, an overall feeling of, of being happier, yeah. uh, an 80% decrease in mood swings. I mean, it's just, you know, off the charts, amazing. And this was in, so, you know, Danielle and I said, we wanted to disrupt the way we do research fundamentally. And so that's what we did. We built an app that is the, largest data set of midlife women ever studied when it comes to menopause. So we took 
6,694 women. Wow. Um, 1,800 of them were Menalabs customers and the others were not. Mm-hmm. And, and we de-identified their data. They tracked their symptoms in our app. It's called Mental Life. And then we pulled all that data out and Dr. Canillas looked at it and did a deep dive in it uh, and found out all of these fantastic things about our product. Um, and that's what we aim to do when it comes to research is, is collect real world data rather than, you know, and, and data sets of thousands of women rather than, you know, a a few dozen, right. Which is, is what the normal clinical study will do. Yes. Because I think you find better patterns, more interesting patterns, right. You, you can really get granular with your level of study in a way that you can't with a normal clinical study. So I'm very excited about, about this research. I'm so glad that you put the Menno Life app out there because I think it's brilliant, right? To complement a product with an app that serves to be educational, but also gives you data to be able to observe the effects of your products or not, right? You have your own sort of your own sample size and your own, you know, controls of people who are on it versus people who are not. And so to complement your physical product, the supplement with this app is, I think, a fantastic idea because data is important. And while we all know the titanium standard of clinical studies is the, you know, double blind placebo randomized Mm -hmm. control trial, but we all know that costs millions of dollars to perform, right? Hello. It does. Right. So we don't necessarily have time for that right away. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, apps are not cheap to build either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, But what's really great about this app is it doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just serve for for women for us to collect data. Yeah. It serves as a way for women to get the answers that they need because we've got a whole community side where we have articles and videos and you name it it's on there so that women can get educated. Yeah. Because that's a huge missing component. And and talk to each other. They can they can talk to each other. It's a community as well. But you can also input your triggers. A lot of women are not aware that the things that they eat, the things, the activities they engage in can trigger the symptoms that they feel later on. And so we pre-built all that in so that you can say, I, okay, I had a hot flash and oh yeah, I drank a glass of wine an hour before, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that they're starting to be able to take control, even if they don't take Menalabs products, they can use the app for free uh, and track all of this stuff and start to take control of their symptoms and ultimately of their lives. Because like we said in the beginning, this can be so disruptive and you shouldn't have to take a pill. And there is no such thing as a magic pill. I'm going to put that out there. And anybody who tells you there's a magic pill, they're lying to you. But, but you can take control of your symptoms just by understanding that what you eat, what you drink, what you do matters. Agreed. And you know what? I think the education is absolutely quintessential because it's in educating yourself that you can take control of your body and your life. And I believe that if you know yourself, oh my gosh, then there's nothing that you can't do. Knowing yourself is extremely powerful. And and for some people, you know, listen, it's not just a stage of perimenopause or menopause. Maybe that's the impetus to be like, oh my gosh, let me figure out what's going on with my body. But knowing yourself, this lifelong ongoing process of getting to know yourself better, I think is, is really key. Now let's talk specifically about your products, the packaging. 
on the supplements is beautiful. Now, of course, I am attracted to beauty in all of its forms. It's what I happen to do for a living. I saw the packaging and I thought, oh, wow, this is sexy. Why was pack, you know, beautiful packaging important for you? Um, we wanted, when, when Danielle and I first started talking about what our probiotics would look like, right? Because we started off with the probiotics and, and we expanded our product suite as we went. Um, when we were talking about it, we said, I, you know, I, I had all these pills, <laughs> these 30 <laughs> bottles of pills floating around on the top of my microwave, right? Because I was trying to remember to take them all and everything. And I said, I really want it to be I wanted to live in my in my on my beauty counter with my lipstick. I'm a lipstick junkie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you later what your one favorite beauty product was, but we'll figure out something else. Okay. Well, I won't say lipstick, even though it kind of is. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I said I wanted to. I wanted to be you know, as beautiful as my lipstick. I wanted to live on my beauty counter. I don't want to tuck it away in a cabinet in my kitchen and forget about it. I don't want it to live on my microwave, right? I, I want it to be somewhere that makes me feel pretty yes. <laughs> because I want to feel pretty, right? Yes. The, I, I, I want to, and I want my products to be pretty. And so we talked about it and we looked at ways to make sure that they were sustainable packaging, that yeah. they were friendly to the earth because that's another passion of mine. Yes. Uh, and, and when we have this fantastic graphic designer who, who made these beautiful goddesses for us yes. uh, and I just love them. You know, I, they are beautiful. Have a, a, a bit of a, a, a mythology background in terms of my academic upbringing. So uh, it really just spoke to me on a personal level. And I thought that uh, it would speak to a lot of women if they could have something beautiful that lived on their beauty counter instead of yeah. in their medicine chest. Yeah, agreed. It, it is, the packaging is outstanding. I mean, from the colors to the goddesses. So it's just like, oh, I just want a few of them to sit on my beauty counter, like you said. <laughs> well, and you know, you, you, um, so we expanded our product suite. Now, the interesting thing is we only incorporated this company in 2019. Oh, wow. Uh, and we sold our first product in February of 2020, just before the pandemic hit. Wow. And, and so we have managed to expand our product suite by six additional offerings. Um, Excellent. In that time, which is really fantastic and, and something we're super proud of. And one of those things is collagen. Yes, right? I've noticed and, that. And, yes. and fiber. And, you you know, I think back to my, my mother-in-law always took a, a certain kind of fiber that I, I won't name here, but yeah. <laughs> we all know what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she was embarrassed about it because it mm. meant that she was constipated, right? Right. And we, when we were building the, the collagen and the fiber bags, we were like, you know what? We want these to be pretty too. Yes. I want these to live on, on a counter so that a woman doesn't feel ashamed and embarrassed about what's going on in her body. She feels empowered. Right. I mean, and I think know, that's what beautiful packaging can do. Agreed 100%. I mean, they say you are what you eat, but the corollary to that is you are what you don't eliminate. So, yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, so if somebody tells you you're full of it, you better grab, they better grab your <laughs> fiber and collagen supplement and down it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, now, very briefly, I know this is quite a complex um, process, but just so that our listeners understand what it takes, the dedication, the time, the expense to create what you've created. 
very briefly, what was your start to finish process in creating a supplement line, literally from ideation to your first sell in 2020 before the pandemic? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, we move very, very rapidly. Uh, we are a company that believes that you fail forward. So every time uh, we take a misstep, we just use it to inform the next step. Uh, And so we have been able to do things very, very quickly. Um, We built the app in parallel. So that essentially means that your one development team is working on a piece of it while the other development team is running on another piece of it. And it was a 24-7 build because we have developers all over the world. Nice. Um, And so we were able to just keep going. We didn't take a break when it, when it, you know, turned nighttime in the United States. Right. Yes. So, um, but what it looks like is, is probably different for every company, but for us, what it looked like was we talked with Dr. Canelis to get his input into what kinds of things should be in this formula. We got a research and development team together, which consisted of Danielle, myself, uh, a couple of other partners, and then Dr. Canillis, yes, um, who were invested in this product and this mission of ours. And that development, that product development, um, took about three months, um, okay. which is, you know, really quite fast. Yes, um, it is. And then sourcing the products went hand in hand with that. So as we were developing and really diving into the ingredients, we were also sourcing them because we knew that if we needed to kick it out of the formula, um, that was fine. And we then wouldn't wouldn't buy the, the raw materials for it. But if we needed it, we wanted to know that we had it sourced already. Yes. So again, working in parallel is very important. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, we incorporated in 2019. Our first products were delivered to us in our warehouse um, in the early part of February, and we put them up for sale as soon as we got them. Absolutely. And we had also been, um, you know, grooming a list of people, telling them, "Hey, this product is coming. If you're interested, please sign up for our newsletter. You'll be the first to know about it, and you'll have a special offer when it when it is finally available." And we had. I believe the number was 80,000 women on that list. Wow. So, and we started that list, grooming that list in January so that when our products hit in February, there we were. And yep. we had 80,000 women already interested in our product and, and wanting to know more about it. And then of course the app we developed in parallel and we uh, we have made an app that is probably about a $10 million build. Wow. Um, that is and that's serious. conservative. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's serious. So, and this is funded completely by Danielle and myself. Wow, congratulations. That is absolutely impressive. Like absolutely impressive. And I was you. you mentioned earlier that the environment, you know, is important to you, right? People, planet, profits, right? So, yes. how did you find a manufacturer who would formulate to your specifications about being sustainable and green and clean? That must not have been easy. No, it's not an easy process, but there are um, there are several really fantastic manufacturers in the United States that we have great relationships with. Um, you know, we don't have just one source for anything. Right. Uh, we always yes. have product 
pipeline redundancies built in. And the manufacturers that we work with are all uh, clean, good manufacturing process certified um, so that you know that they're being created in clean labs. Uh, we buy our probiotics and our raw materials directly from people that we trust, sources that we trust. So, you know, it's not an easy process. Yes. But we happen to have some inroads with with some of the people that we knew, including Dr. Canelis. He pointed us in the right direction for a lot of these things. So we really, um, it is a team effort. You cannot yes. do something like this by yourself. Right. And <laughs> I presume it's a full-time effort as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, I think we probably collectively uh, as a team, I would say everybody puts in, you know, 70 uh, on the leadership team. Uh, yeah. Everybody puts 70, 80 hours in every week minimum, yeah. Yeah. but we believe in what we're doing and we're passionate about it. And so it doesn't feel like work at all. Yes. And not only that, you're helping to make the world a more beautiful place. You know, I really hope so. <laughs> if, if for no other reason, but that we hear from customers all the time who say, you helped me. You've yeah. changed things for me. Um, if you go to our website, you'll see thousands of fantastic reviews. We have reviews on Amazon. Um, women love what we're doing. And the more they tell us that we love what we're doing, the more we're just motivated to do more of it. Good, Good for you. Now, from all of the SKUs or the supplements that you have, which one product would you say is the basic irreducible minimum with which to start if in the early stages of perimenopause? Or let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm 35. This is what's coming next. Let me get a product. What can help? What's the one uh, that would start? you'd start with? The one that is our flagship product. We started off with four probiotic blends. Um, and our customers have, have slowly told us over, over the last year that they want two of them. And the one they want overwhelmingly is called MenoFit. Okay. Um, and it is, it is formulated to help reduce hot flashes, um, to help mitigate weight gain. Um, again, there's no magic pill, ladies, and I don't want you to think that there is a magic pill for weight loss. Um, but there's but hope. Have, there's there hope. is hope, absolutely, and we have hope. <laughs> yes. um, but if you have the right probiotics in your gut, they can help reduce your cravings. They can help keep that estrogen from being stored in fat cells. There's a lot that probiotics can help your body with. And I, I, there's not a lot of time to go into it here. But if you're interested, go to the website. It's menolabs.com. Yes. But MenoFit is, is where you should start. Now, I take MenoFit and MenoGlow, which is formulated for hot flashes and mood swings, but also for moisture retention. So, you know, for brittle nails, dry hair, hair dry yeah. skin, dry vaginas, dry eyes, right? Anything <laughs> where you need moisture <laughs> and you're losing it, MenoGlow can help. <laughs> That's fantastic. So other than menolabs.com, you mentioned Amazon. Are you also selling on Amazon? Yes, we have products on Amazon. Um, women over there love them just as much. But you know what? Sometimes I feel like customers trust that marketplace, right? As a, a trusted Amazon, everybody yeah. knows that. Um, right. And so they will buy on Amazon and they won't buy on our website, even though, you know, there's yeah. often breaks and that sort of thing. And that's totally okay. We do have a 90 day money back guarantee if you buy from our website. Um, because we want, 
we don't want you to feel like this product didn't work for you and you're at a loss. If yeah. something doesn't work for you, we want to make it right. We have a top-notch customer service team. I was in customer service in my early days, so I understand what it takes to be top-notch customer service, and we made sure that we have it in this company because it's no good to just send people products and you know and release them into the wind and never hear right. from them again. Right. You have to do right by your customer. Yeah, follow-up is key. That's amazing. Good for you. You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Vanessa Ford. Stay tuned to part two. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.